What's going on with Oracle NetSuite? Let's talk to the guy who's been there since day one. I'm Michael Krigsman. I'm an industry analyst, and we're talking with Evan Goldberg of Oracle NetSuite. Hey, Evan, how are you? I'm great. Good to talk to you. Evan, how long ago did you start NetSuite? Eons. <laughs> it was 1998, or relatively early days of the internet. Now, of course, you're part of Oracle. So give us a sense of that, of the growth trajectory of NetSuite since that time to today. You know, people really didn't think much about business applications running on the internet back then. And uh, we were one of the earliest companies to, to do that. And back then, it was a new idea. Um, we had early adopters. Um, and over the course of the past 20 years, it's become sort of, you know, the de facto standard for how you run business applications, and I expect that to be true far into the future. What actually gave you the idea to take this business application or set of applications and run it in the cloud? I had run as CEO a previous business, um, and it didn't succeed, but I did learn a lot. I got my, you know, sort of my cliche uh, Silicon Valley failure out of the way, but I learned a lot about running a company and the dearth of tools. Uh, to help you run that company effectively. We had lots of different, we had you know, a smorgasbord of applications we were running. So really the idea came from that. Can a, can a small growing, fast growing business have these tools that they can really see what's happening across their entire business? That was really the driver. And the cloud, didn't have that name back then, was really the means because the only way you could run an application that everyone in the company is gonna use is you needed sort of professionals to run the databases and things like that. They were, that was sort of technology really was out of reach out of the small companies that we were targeting way back in the day. So the idea then was to take this sophisticated technology and separate it from the customers so that they could focus on running their business. Exactly, and really for us, the, what we were trying to deliver was a dashboard. And that's really still, to this day, sort of the centerpiece of NetSuite. That's what you see when you log into NetSuite. It's a dashboard of everything going on across your business, in finance, in sales, um, if you have an e-commerce website, uh, all of your back office, supply chain, et cetera, kind of all in one place. And, and so th that was something that, that the cloud, and anytime, anywhere is what the cloud uh, delivered that you could, you know, for these geographically dispersed organizations, especially the modern um, organization that may have a lot of remote workers, um, everybody's working off of the same playbook, the same dashboard. I know the software has become richer and bigger over time, but the core mission, has that changed from or evolved from when you started the company to today? Well, certainly we've added more sophistication and been able to deal with more sophisticated business. I think one of the largest trends is that we've been able to verticalize some of the capabilities to really make them appropriate for different segments of the marketplace. Um, but really coming back into Oracle has clarified our mission. And whereas when we were independent, we were going in a few different directions, deal, going to sort of larger companies. Being part of Oracle, we've really, really been able to focus on our wheelhouse, which are these fast-growing um, businesses from startup into their sort of hyper-growth phases across a lot of different verticals. And so that's been really gratifying to sort of get back to our roots. So it's the fast-growing businesses that are your sweet spot and your goal right now. Absolutely. They might be 
50, 100, 500 employees. They might be 20, 50, 100 million dollars in revenue and growing really fast. And they're running on software that they got when they were still operating in a garage. And just like with my company way back in the day, you know, things start falling on the floor as your company grows and you're not necessarily delivering orders as effectively or if you're a service company, your projects aren't going as well and you realize that you need to tie things together within your company. You can't do it as a personal entrepreneur. You don't know every employee. You don't know every customer anymore. And that's when systems become important. Over this period of time, how have customer expectations changed? We're seeing sort of a new generation of business user. And, you know, for example, here at NetSuite, um, we have a ton of recent college graduates. They may be business majors. They're coming in and they're helping sell or implement or service NetSuite. And these employees, I can see from them and how they expect to use their business software. They're coming, obviously, having used the internet, you know, from day you know, from when they were kids, and it's, it comes completely naturally to them. They expect they're using, you know, they have a computer on their phone that's incredibly powerful. They're expecting to use all those capabilities in the same way as they have them in their um, life at home. They come with the expectation that their life at work is going to be as rich, as approachable, um, and as powerful. And what are the implications of that for you at Netsuite? Definitely a singular focus on making the best possible user experience. Um, again, these applications in certain occupations, they're being used all day, every day, eight, 10 hours a day. And um, the amount of productivity that we can deliver by making the system easier to use, easier to learn, um, and, and that really comes from really borrowing some of the techniques that we're seeing in, in some of the consumer applications and also innovating, innovating on our own. Evan, I know that in the early days, you were the product designer, and even in recent days, to what extent do you still have hands-on with the product design? Well, still I view my most important role is to make sure that we're delivering the best possible service, and that starts with the design of the product. Now we have incredible people. Um, they're trained in design thinking, and they, um, you know, they follow a methodical process, but also use their creativity to come up with great solutions. But still, I like to keep my hands in it. And one of the things is that's most important for Netsuite is all the pieces work really well together. And so having that overarching view, also, you know, having the interaction with customers that I do, I feel like I can continue to add value working with the team. And that's one of certainly probably my favorite part of my job is just digging in and looking at how are we going to solve customer problems with the new capabilities that we're adding into NetSuite. How much time do you spend with customers? I spend a decent amount with customers, both obviously visiting them, but just in, in interactions um, in the user group, on email, et cetera. And that's incredibly important. It's important for everybody in the company, really. Obviously, the people that are selling it and implementing it, they're living with the customer day to day. But the people that are developing the service, the people that are delivering the service, you know, in terms of sort of the data center, all of them benefit from seeing how NetSuite, you know, improves the working lives uh, and and the success helps helps these entrepreneurs um, that are using it on a day-to-day -day basis, helps them succeed. And so in a broader kind of strategic or trajectory sense, how do you take this customer input and then make the decisions, you know, we need to go here or we need to go there? 
You're not just going to follow the list of things that customers are asking for. I mean, they, they're not privy to all the kinds of things that you could possibly do. So I think it's really a collaboration and it's a synthesis of the things that they're requesting from their use of the product and the ideas, innovations that you have. This is especially true when there's new technologies available um, like machine learning. And how do you, you know, you don't necessarily get a lot of customers saying, I wish you were able to tell me which projects were at risk because they don't even know that it's possible. Um, so it's really a synthesis, but when we have an idea that we think is great and we think that we're sort of skating where the puck is going, uh, we like to use those Canadian analogies, um, we, need, we, we certainly need to kind of corroborate that information by going to customers um, and saying, here's what we're thinking about, do you think that would help you? And then obviously collaborate with them on the design of new capabilities. As a product designer for decades now, can you shed any insight on what you've learned that makes customers want to adopt a new version or features? That's what design thinking sort of is all about. It's about empathizing. Um, it's about really, you know, looking at the personas that are going to be using it and, 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 and thinking about the big picture for them. What are their pain points? And if you go to customers and you say, and they tell you that this is my pain point on 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 my, a daily day basis, and you keep your focus on that and making that easier, um, and then of course you want to astonish them with how you make it easier, and that's about the creativity, that's about using you know the latest capabilities on smartphone, or, you know on on iPhone, on the iPhones, on you know just everywhere. There's kind of these powerful new technologies, machine learning. But ultimately, you're bringing all that to bear um, on the customer problem and staying focused on what is the problem we're solving, um, you know, who has this problem, what are, you know, what are we trying to do for them, how do we want them to use it, staying focused on that the whole way through the design process and really realizing that design is a means to an end, not an end in itself. So it's a combination then of the functionality married to the user experience. Right. That's a much more pithy way of putting it than I, than I had. <laughs> and how do you make the investment decisions about what to develop and what not to develop? This especially becomes challenging when you're working in lots of different segments, lots of industry segments, lots of different verticals. I mean, we have very powerful capabilities for product companies and we have very powerful capabilities for service companies. So we do an, a lot of analysis of where our fit is already good and can be better, where there's a lot of need, Obviously, again, we can look at our customer base. We have an enormous amount of data about our customer base, how they use it, um, you know, and they're feeding that back to us. So it really are generally data-driven data decisions, um, you know, and uh, again, there's, there's so many great tools now to analyze data. We have so much data to analyze. Um, picking the right questions, if you pick the right questions, you can get some great answers. Evan, you mentioned earlier that the focus is on fast-growing companies. So what does that imply for the evolution of the NetSuite product? Well, the good news is I expect they'll always be fast-growing companies, so there's no end to that. And I think, um, you know, there's a lot of different trends, kind of technology trends that are important. Um, you know, ever increasing access to data, ever increasing computing power to do machine learning. Um, it, you know, I think that again, keeping the focus on the problems that that users are trying to solve, and the, and as companies grow, they get more complex. 
they find other areas that they need to automate. Um, and again, especially in specific vertical markets. So for us, a huge trend is understanding at a deeper level these sort of micro verticals, not product companies, not manufacturers, but apparel manufacturers or food and beverage distribu distributors. And getting down to that level is sort of, you know, it's a, maybe a, a little, it may seem a little mundane, but it's exactly what our customers want. They want a product that's designed for them um, and that uh, really look, you know, looks and feels like what they expect um, in their particular uh, mode of business, a product to look like. You raise a very interesting question, which is how do you as software designers gain the knowledge and the insight of these micro verticals and micro processes to make the software useful to these folks? A lot of sort of how we built our organization over the past few years has been bringing in industry experts, subject matter experts, some of whom have worked in, in the industry themselves or have been working with along, you know, that industry uh, for a long time. And it's great. I mean, the engineers love it because just the, the precision that they can specify the problem <laughs> is great and um, so that's definitely been a trend and it's across the organization and the and the people that implement we you know do that on a vertical basis we have experts in your industry that are going to be implementing um, NetSuite for you and understand your pain points and and uh, what makes your company tick that's the core of your strategy then going forward are these verticals and then narrowing down into the micro verticals as you described it. Absolutely. I think that and then continuing to deliver a world-class user experience across all these different verticals. I think those are the two major trends that will drive us. In the larger sense, what's driven NetSuite is again, the fact that everything works together. And so as people may start uh, implementing NetSuite to do their accounting and financials, but soon they'll branch into supply chain. They may adopt our uh, HR capabilities, sweet people. They may go into commerce. And as they use more of the suite, they sort of get exponential value because of all the great connections we make between the different parts of the system that mirror all the connections you have as an actual functioning organization that may be at risk of becoming siloed and with, you know, systems like NetSuite and using discipline, you can keep your business processes that tend to cross departments working really smoothly. So that's the other major area that we've always focused on and will always continue to focus on. We call it unlocking the suite. Do you sense any resistance now to the cloud? Uh, years ago, there was there was resistance, concerns about security and control over data. Do you, do you sense resistance now at all? No, you know, and we saw the sort of tipping point several years ago when you know, I used to have these discussions and, 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 you know, people that implement NetSuite often, you know, driven by CFOs potentially that are inherently conservative. Um, you know, there was another cloud product, a company that started a few months after us that had a lot of success in sales, um, inherently not quite as conservative, willing to put their business information on the internet. And it was kind of, I always found that humorous that, CFOs didn't want to put their financials on the internet, and yet they were seemed to be comfortable with all of their customer information and sales information going on the internet. So I'd have that discussion, but now I don't have those discussions anymore. I think it's the last remaining on-premise uh, vendors that now have to have the discussion, you know, why would I want to maintain my own data? Why would I want to have to deal with making sure I've done the latest patch of my database, et cetera? So there definitely was a, 
a flip a few years ago, and it's not a conversation we, we really typically have anymore. This cloud thing seems to have worked out pretty well. It seems like it's going to stick. I don't know if it's going to be a thousand years like Larry Ellison predicted, but I think it's going to do pretty well for a while. Evan, as we finish up, you see and have seen many, many NetSuite implementations across a range of customers. And I think customers get concerned, they hear the term ERP. And so what advice do you have for customers on running a smooth, easy implementation? Our customers get the sales and implementation of their product is through something called Suite Success obviously the goal being success. And what that entails is the fact that when we're demoing the product initially to the customer, they're seeing exactly what's gonna get implemented. There might be some small tweaks we make for their company, but we've made these sweet success additions for going down to micro verticals like apparel. Um, and so they're seeing a product that's already tailor-made for their industry. Not every company is alike, but they are a lot alike once you go down to that level of industry. So I think that's, my um, advice would be to make sure that what you're being shown, A, is tailored to you, is right for your type of business. And that's what you're gonna get at the end of the day when all is said and done. Um, you know, you can see a lot of shiny bells and whistles and then not really not realize them when the day comes, that, that first day that you turn it live and your users see it for the first time. So, um, you know, that's something that we're really focused on, delivering solutions through Sweet Success that are right for your business and that what you see is what you get. So that close fit between the software and your business is a crucial dimension of, of smooth success within implementation. Right, and I mean, we've implemented, you know, hundreds, sometimes thousands of companies within a particular segment. We're taking all that learning about these segments and building it, building it in. So there's a, really is a collaboration. What we find with customers is they really appreciate getting those best practices built in, not having to reinvent them. And, um, and then, of course, the last mile is making sure that it gets tailored. And NetSuite is incredibly flexible. It's really easy to tailor. So taking those industry best practices and then tailoring them um, for, you know, really make it right, uh, right for your business. And that's sort of, I think, the secret to success in these, you know, that daunting ERP implementation. Evan Goldberg, thank you so much for taking time to speak with us today. Thanks so much for having me.